Welcome to the world of giving. You've tuned into the show, Volunteering At, on localjobnetwork.com radio. In each episode, you will learn about another way to volunteer and make a difference in the world around you. I'm your host, Courtney Omernick, and today we're speaking with Julie Savios about volunteer opportunities at the National Down Syndrome Society. Well, welcome, Julie, and thank you for taking the time to speak with us today about volunteering opportunities at the National Down Syndrome Society. Thank you. I appreciate being invited. It's a great program. Great. So could you start off by telling us a bit about your organization? Sure. The National Down Syndrome Society, or NDSS, is a national organization that's been around advocating for people with Down syndrome since 1979. And you can find us at www.ndss.org to see a whole myriad of information we provide and events we have and programs we have, some of which I'll talk about today that Mm -hmm. have volunteering opportunities. So when and where were you founded exactly? We were founded in New York City um, by a woman, Elizabeth Goodwin, who had a daughter with Down syndrome and realized there really was a need for more information and resources. And um, she and a partner started the organization. Perfect. So how long have you been with the organization? I've been with the organization a little over two years. I have a daughter who's almost five who has Down syndrome. And so I switched my marketing career from retail marketing to marketing for the Down syndrome community. Yeah. So can you walk us through some of the various volunteer roles that you guys have? Sure. So in general, just a couple of things is um, we seek uh, volunteers of all ages and all abilities that understand and value our mission and our vision, which is to advocate for the value, acceptance, and inclusion of people with Down syndrome. And we envision a world in which all people with Down syndrome have the opportunity to enhance their quality of life, realize their life aspirations, and become valued members of welcoming communities. And welcoming communities early include volunteers and um, getting together to help one another. So this is a great way of explaining what we do and how people really matter to our mission. So there's no particular skill set required, but we like people have a welcoming personality and read over our preferred language guide and sort of get to know us a little bit. Mm-hmm. We have a couple different opportunities through different programs. So we host events during the year and a volunteer and an event that serves and supports people with Down syndrome, we feel that people really grow emotionally after volunteering and can add that to their resume and their experience in in working with people um, of all types, and it will be a real confidence booster. So we have opportunities to volunteer at events that are hosted by us in New York City, and then we have two national programs, a Buddy Walk program, that's a licensed walk program all around the country, and also a DS ambassador program that's our advocacy program that's in all states in the country. So we have several different types of programs. Perfect. So how can the skills that individuals gain through these various volunteer opportunities help them boost their resume? I know you said earlier that it can help and that they can grow emotionally, but how do you think the skills that they gain can really help them? Yeah, so depending on which type of opportunity you would pick, so 
Um, a buddy walk, for instance, depends on what's needed at the event, but there's registration, t-shirt distribution, food distribution, games, cheerleaders, face painters. It's really a community event and a really fun event. And then if people are interested in more long-term or more of a, a strategic or setup role, there are committees for buddy walks as well. So those things are very applicable to someone's resume or experience depending on their age and what they're looking to do for their work, but organizational skills and people skills and being comfortable around people of all different abilities and planning and really tons of skills can come into play there depending on what you're looking to do. Mm-hmm. And then in our advocacy program that's called DS Ambassador Program, we have 200 ambassadors from all 50 states, and they're really people who are interested in uh, legislation and how to advocate for people and people's rights. And so if you're looking to work in Washington, D.C. or in advocacy work, it's really great experience, and we give um, our DS ambassadors assignments, sort of like a homework assignment, and they work to reach certain goals. Um, I can go through some of the objectives of the program. Mm -hmm. So it really helps you learn to do this type of advocacy, even if you've never done it before. Mm -hmm. So we try to strengthen the community's advocacy network across the United States so that we can be more effective on Capitol Hill with members of Congress. So you're really learning to communicate out to your community and take those voices to Washington. So I know you said that you have a bunch of different roles there with the buddy walk and then just general advocacy and some other ones. So could you just walk us through maybe a typical day for a volunteer? I know it's going to vary, obviously, depending on their role, but just give us some examples. Yeah. So one example is NDSS plans four flagship events in New York City area since we're headquartered there. Mm -hmm. And so those require volunteers either committee members or as manpower on the event day. And that's similar to a buddy walk as well. It's either a committee or or some manpower during that event. So vol- committees are made up of various individuals with different backgrounds who can plan and go to meetings. So they contribute approximately 10 hours per month in the six months leading up to an event. Um, you know, on average, depending. Mm -hmm. And the New York City Buddy Walk, for instance, that's the Buddy Walk we run ourselves. And then there are about 250 others around the country that other local organizations run them. We rely on about 150 volunteers the day of the New York City Buddy Walk. And so Mm -hmm. those are to support activities in Central Park during the walk each September. And volunteers don't do the setup or the breakdown, which is a little more like true manpower. We have some people doing that, but they're doing registration. They're welcoming people. They're really building um, enthusiasm with cheering people on at the walk, cheering people on when they finish the walk, making everyone feel at home and enjoy the event and helping with all the different stands we have for either T-shirts or food or games, um, games for kids. And then, you know, depending on what you're interested in, we can place you in the in the right type of mm-hmm. uh, role there on the event day. Okay. So 
Um, I know you mentioned that it was about 10 hours per month or so for the buddy walk in terms of preparation. So what is the overall like time commitment required? Because I know advocacy, maybe it's different. Could you explain to our listeners a little bit about that? Sure. So, um, yeah, if you're like a committee member, then you're doing that 10 hours um, per month approximately leading up to an event. If you're just doing the day of the event, it's usually somewhat of a full day event for a buddy walk, Um, especially in New York City. It's about 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. But depending on the buddy walk and their activities, it could be a shorter or longer day. And they might be available to have people come for just a chunk of time. And then advocacy, yeah, that's a, kind of a different role. Mm-hmm. So it's really, that's your ongoing title is to be a DS ambassador. And your involvement could probably uh, depend on how much time you have. But um, you can get as involved as you want. And there are sort of monthly assignments that may take a few hours a month. Mm-hmm. And then if we're gearing up to try to pass legislation or do something like that, then maybe a little more time. And that one's sort of variable. Okay. Well, do you and does your organization prefer or recommend that your volunteers have worked with individuals with Down syndrome before becoming a volunteer? No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, people mm-hmm. with Down syndrome range in ability, um, very much. And so there's no one specific way that you need to interact with someone who has Down syndrome. And and I think it's just a learning opportunity and anyone who's open to working with people and learning more and being respectful and being welcoming is certainly welcome. There's no specific thing that you need to have done before. Okay. So then would any volunteers need any medical training or any credentials before they become a volunteer? Or how does that process kind of work? No, not at all. Nothing nothing medical required or certain experience required. It's really just an open and willing attitude. Okay. If there were anything very specific on a certain role, we would we would let people know. But in general, no. Okay, perfect. So I know you talked about the buddy walk that might be an event that you guys do that's a special event that creates um, and increases some of the awareness. So is that the only event that you guys do throughout the year that uh, increases awareness? Or are there any other events that you do to help maybe pique individuals' interest in volunteering or kind of get the word out there? Yeah, just to go over to make sure listeners understand Mm -hmm. that the National Buddy Walk is um, usually in the fall since October is Down Syndrome Awareness Month. Sometimes it's September, October, November, and then there are a few scattered throughout the year. So it's good to just check our website if you're interested in a certain Mm -hmm. local event to see when it is. And then our New York events, um, besides the Buddy Walk, the others are placed throughout the year. So We have a luncheon that's in the spring, a golf outing that's in the summer, and then we have a gala that's in the winter. So those are um, spread out throughout the year. And the DS Ambassador um, role is, again, all year round. Mm -hmm. uh, People can check our our website for those. Sometimes we do... um, young leadership events at other times of the year. And March is a popular time for us because um, 
March 21st is World Down Syndrome Day. Okay. So often we'll have things on that day in different uh, cities. So often we have a Young Leaders event in New York City or in Chicago. Great. So have you noticed that these events help maybe pique individuals' interests in volunteering? Have you gotten a lot of people interested in volunteering from these events? Or how, how have you had the most feedback or most return with uh, volunteers? Yeah, I mean, we really find that people that come to serve us in any of these different roles or different events, um, a lot of people come away really with a great experience and sort of an emotional connection to the cause or to someone particular that they met. Mm -hmm. And so they'll come back year after year or they'll get involved in our organization in a different way. But we do have a lot of people who become ongoing volunteers and just help us however they think they, they can. So why do you think it's so important to get involved? I think it really opens your eyes to different um, experiences and different lives and different people and um, sort of enriches your life to be involved and helps you feel better about yourself and giving back. And we certainly appreciate that as a National Down Syndrome Society and people being open and welcoming, and then sort of telling their friends and telling other people, hey, it was so cool. I met someone in a Down syndrome. You never believe what they could do, or you wouldn't believe what they struggle with. They're just kind of telling, spreading awareness that way. Great. So do you have any memorable stories or stories that stick out to you about your volunteers giving back that you'd want to share with our listeners? Two girls that stick out in my mind, um, they're twin sisters, Kristen and Katie O'Brien, who approached us a few years ago looking to get involved as young leaders. And what's unique is they're twins and Katie has Down syndrome and Kristen doesn't. So in the time that they've volunteered, they've represented us in different ways together and they're just really inspiring. So they together they serve on our Young Leadership Committee and they help us plan our annual fundraising event where they're often keynote speakers mm-hmm. and they've served as self someone with Down syndrome is considered a self advocate. So Katie's been a self advocate ambassador for us for two um, events. And they so they've done public speaking as well as planning and committee work. And um, when we were represented on an awareness night at the New York Red Bulls game last October, he served as our ambassador on the field and and accepted an award. And then her sister, Kristen, spent several um, months recently working on our awareness poster for schools called Get to Know Me. And she drew on her experiences as a professional in the school system and as a sibling to promote acceptance and inclusion in classrooms. So two people with very different maybe experiences to bring to the table have helped us in many different ways. So it just shows that we're very flexible. If someone wants to volunteer, we'll find a niche for them. And whether they're they're close to the cause or they're someone new, there's always something that can be done. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. And have any of your volunteers use someone from your organization as like a reference or have they told you how their experience have helped them land a job? Yes, we've also had volunteers in our office Mm -hmm. in New York City if people are local to the city or um, there for summer or passing through or what have you. So we've had several um, volunteers in the office as well who often use it as a 
something they can put on their resume and we're definitely references for them and um, they have moved on to get jobs in education or in advocacy or in policy or uh, other nonprofits or marketing. So there are lots of different applications and we'd of course be willing to be a reference on any of the volunteer work. Great. So as a final question, could you uh, tell our listeners maybe a phone or an email or any type of contact information that you have for someone who's listening out there who'd like to get involved with you guys can reach out to you and um, hopefully get in position with you? Of course. So uh, I'll give you a few different points of information. The most general is our website, which is ndss.org. And along with that is an 800 line and an email. So there's 800-221-4602, which is our 800 line. And then info, I-N-F-O, at ndss.org is the main email. So if you're ever interested, you can always be passed on from that main source onto the specific program or person that can help you. And the Buddy Walk is on our website as well. Or you can email buddywalk at ndss.org. And similarly, for our DS Ambassador Program, you can use the main info or email gsessions, G-S-E-S-S-I-O-N-S at ndss.org to volunteer in that program. So any of those methods would work. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of Volunteering At. I'd like to thank Julie Savios for taking the time to talk with us today about volunteering at the National Down Syndrome Society. Please feel free to email us with any organizations that you're interested in learning more about or your testimonials about volunteering to LGN Radio at localjobnetwork.com. Once again, this has been Courtney Omenick for localjobnetwork.com radio, and thank you for tuning into today's program. 